yeah, I didn't even necessarily know what I was going for there, but then your answer was like, yeah, that landed. Um, so powerful because, you know, in a sense, and I think it's, I think it's helpful. Something I always like to try to remind myself is, you know, I think a lot of times we like to zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. And, you know, there's a lot of reductionism in, in medical practice and whatnot, just zoom in of like, well, block this. And then something doesn't happen. But it's like, I think zooming out before we zoom in can be, you know, equally powerful or sometimes more powerful. And I love what you just said, because I, I totally agree with that, where I would definitely say, you know, like, um, for example, 1920s, that was like Great Depression era, right? And there was a lot of scarcity, like times were hard. Um, and so uh, I think what I'm trying to get at I think we are now in this beautiful phase of human existence that has never happened or existed before where like we have the opportunity uh, to evolve in a, in a big way. And um, we have the opportunity, you know, Zach Bush talks a lot about being co-creators with mother nature, right? That return to symbiosis that I'm talking about and kind of entering, um, you know, maybe a little esoteric, but kind of that fifth dimension of unconditional love where like we, we can enter that, you know, and, and in some ways it's never been a more perfect time because I think a lot of people feel like 2020 has just been this chaotic year and it feels like the whole world's on fire and parts of it actually are. And, um, but then, you know, I, I like to believe that we are kind of on that precipice of that next big awakening, that next big evolution, because we do, we have the luxury in a sense to do the work or because we're not in that fight or flight constantly. We, you know, we live in a world of abundance um, mostly. And, you know, at times things are scarce. And so I'm not saying scarcity mindset is there's a difference between, you know, resources are actually scarce. It's time to be afraid. It's time to go into fight or flight mode versus, you know, that conditioning of scarcity mindset of, no, there's actually abundance all around us, but we're choosing to believe there's scarcely, which causes us that fear, that fight or flight, and then causes us to do all sorts of silly things that are probably not the definition of, you know, unconditional love. So I like to think we, we as a collective have this grand opportunity to, to come together to create a, a world more beautiful than any of us could have ever imagined, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And again, I'm happy you uh, are offering this because I also want to affirm, confirm, confirm, whatever the word would be here that, you know, understanding that there are still things happening, right? That there are fires and, and you know, and, and very real, you know, problematic systems in place, um, though, to speak to our point, right, kind of going within and doing the work of creating the change and the peace in our moments for ourselves can happen anywhere and happens again with the right support, you know, through all of the avenues that we can connect with it and then can, can continue to create the change outside. Um, so I'm happy you brought that up. So it's not saying one or the other. I love the word and um, I can frame that word meaning A and D because it's all of it. And I think that's just kind of emblematic of this entire discussion we're having, which is there's no one cause, there's no one piece, there's no one thing that's how do we understand the whole system and and, and making use of and um, acknowledging that there's space for all of it to happen at once, I think is important. Absolutely. And so I can't help but ask, because um, I'm curious, I, I saw you did a lot of research for this book, and you're, you know, digging into a lot of research. And so I, I can't help but be curious, 
you know, what were some of the um, major things that you were, you know, polling research on and what were maybe some interesting findings that are going to be things that readers will, will learn about in, in your book? A lot of, so because I, I, I talk about the body um, and the body's role in different levels, different states of dysregulation, you'll read a lot in the book um, around the nervous system and polyvagal theory. And I was very familiar with that. That informed my work um, kind of holistically for some time now, but really breaking that down and framing all of the concepts of healing and all of our stuck points around those different nervous system dysregulation states that we're stuck in, I think is gonna be incredibly helpful. Um, our nervous system is, is, is determines a lot of our daily reactions, oftentimes outside of our awareness. So there are conscious tools and ways that we can learn and help us to, to um, you know, kind of find that resiliency or that flexibility in our nervous system for those of us that are stuck, that I think will be really helpful. Um, throughout the book, it's interesting the way the book is presented. Um, I did, it has a narrative feel. So you'll read about my own healing journey as well as other self healers, members of the community. We all have a narrative seeking brain. So I think storytelling and kind of understanding how these concepts fit in, in terms of actual people's lived experiences is really helpful. Um, there's also, you know, kind of worksheets and how to practically use these tools. So I say that latter piece because the way the polyvagal and our nervous system is explored in the book, um, you know, on top of it being scientific and grounded, obviously, in this emerging research that's really impactful for the type of work that you and I are doing, it also breaks it down in a much more practical, understandable um, format. That was a really big intention of all of the books. So any science that you're going to hear presented in the book, it's applied in real life. You know, I kind of like the practical approach. Don't get me wrong. I love to have a scientific conversation. I love me a good journal. I can understand the real science of things. I also know that collectively, a lot of us can get confused and lost and miss the point. And there's been a lot of pivotal works that I've read in my own scientific journey um, that have informed my work that when you talk about you know, giving them to the person who wants to read about nervous system work, it doesn't translate um, for the practical, um, I think is what I'm trying to say. So I say all that to say, I made it an effort to talk scientifically, to ground you know, holistic healing in the new emerging data and research that we have, and to do so in a way that allows it to feel approachable. So for the listeners out there who don't you know, wear the scientific hat or get confused and overwhelmed by it, um, knowing that they can feel like they can approach some of this, what I feel is very foundationally important topics, specifically around the nervous system um, in, in a much more applicable 